Okay, well, I'm outside. You'll hear the truck start and all the fun stuff. Sergio's buying a, um, a thing right now. And let's see. Slab looks familiar. It's hard for me to see. I don't have very good visibility outside. Slab, I think yeah, we might. Uh, yeah, Slab, Slab Studio. Well, let's, yeah. let's go ahead and invite everyone up to speak today. <laughs> if you want to come up, Slab, you can accept that. There you go. Hey there. Hi. Uh, all right. So, so Phoenix, do you want to go ahead and tell me a little bit about um, what kind of despair you're feeling? Or what? Or do you have a clue? Uh, ooh. Small picture. Small picture sense, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, I'm going to have to go with big picture. Okay. Um, we're going to have to do that. Uh, I'm hitting this place of uh, loneliness because trying to connect with people that aren't on um, like this app with us, you know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh, and and because uh, I can't always like you know depend on like y'all, not depend, but you know like oh. And I think I know what you mean. You don't want to have to ask, and you don't want to necessarily turn to the same people all the time. Over, over, out where you're welcome. That kind of feeling, right? Yeah. And so, like, I take a risk, you know, with like somebody else, and I'm gonna call them like, like normies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> normies, as in fairly not not speaking the same language that we speak, right? Right, because they're going to have the rote social behaviors that they're going to say, well, do this, do this, and it's it's the habitual stuff that everyone already does, right? Yeah, and even just, like, trying to connect for, like, just entertainment, for, you not entertainment, but just to, like, chat, Mm -hmm. chat with somebody, you know, for just, like, social reasons, like, basic social reasons, and and then it it goes, I start feeling, you know, like, skewed, because... Mm -hmm. Because it's they're coming from a different place, and then it's like my boundary, whatever boundary, it feels like it's not there, and I start taking their their stuff on or something. Right. So I'm gonna remind you of some things. Okay. So when you talk to somebody and you start feeling less than yourself, yeah. always when that happens, you need to first excuse yourself from the situation, whether it's to. Say, oh, hang on, I need to go to the bathroom, or I'm going to go get a drink, I'll be right back. Whatever it is you do, and, and you, you know, do whatever that is, but also, in addition, you're going to want to tie off your second chakra. And the second chakra is where we get our safety and security from. And if somebody is sending out a safety and security vibration that is less than your own personal safety and security, then you're going, oh, here, let me invite Aubrey up real quick. So anytime their, their safety and security is, is at a different level than yours and you accept those vibrations, that's part of what you're taking on. Okay, are you following this so far or do you want me to go more details? Yes. Okay, so then... And, I and know, it, I, I got that. And it's their way of loving you too. So that's another thing I want to try to explain is it's like... Are you breaking up again? Oh, I see that, yeah. I'm going to turn my phone off and back on. Stay put for a minute, okay? Okay. Joining into the room again. Can you hear me now, now, now? Sometimes. 
Um, my period's killing me today. Like, I am in bed because my cramps have just knocked me out. No. Sorry, that's probably TMI, but... No, I think, I think that's vital information, personally. Yeah, that's not TMI. <laughs> that's real shit right there. <laughs> it, I don't know why it hurts so bad. It's only been, like, the past year that it's, like, really been, like, knocking me out the first day mm. or two, and then, ugh. Okay, so we're back. You can hear me good now? Yeah. Yeah, you sound pretty good. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to put myself on mute again. I'm going to be listening, but I'm going to be wrapping up some packages. Okay. okay. So then you won't have the background noise, but I'm here. Awesome. Okay. 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 So we were talking about how when you connect to people, I'm going to go into a little bit more specifics about how you have the heart chakra and you have the um, sacral, the second chakra. So it's the fourth and the second. And these are the two ones where we communicate to each other. And if you understand this information, then when you connect to somebody, you can close one or the other depending on what's going on. Cause, and it'll stop you from picking up a lot of things and starting to feel overwhelmed or down or, or desperate, okay? Okay. Okay, so the second chakra is safety and security from a place of love. It's also how you create your reality in the space that you're in. And then the fourth chakra is love for yourself first and then love for others so it's self-love how you treat yourself and the way you treat yourself is reflected to others and is shared with them as love and the fourth is the one that we normally think of as the way love is expressed like oh i love you this is amazing life is wonderful and let's just be together that's what most people think the fourth is but the fourth is it is about adoring each other and adoration and respect and you know common connections that's the fourth but let's go back to the second again, because the second is still a, is a love chakra, just like the fourth. And when, you, when you're sending out safety to someone else, they accept it in their second chakra, they move it up through their body to their fourth chakra, and then they send it back to you. And it makes a square. So it makes a square between the two bodies. Okay. So when the person's sending that out, when it's time for you to receive it, if you tie off your second chakra, if that person doesn't make you feel safe, then you won't become unsafe. Mm. See, because we, okay. re, we change our vibrational safety based on that reception. And that's supposed to trigger you to um, awareness of self-trust and trust of others. It's supposed to um, put you in a place where you can be vulnerable. But if they make you, if the vibration you're receiving is less than your current frequency, then you feel um, unsafe and your ability to be vulnerable begins to diminish. Yes, yes. And then that would be, that would be probably be what's causing that feeling of despair for you. Okay. And so feeling like it used the word like maybe uh, about being vulnerable, it feels like, and I know that I'm sure that's included because it feels like being able to be less, less of myself. Yes. Exactly. It feels like if you if you expose yourself, there'll be a problem or you start to second guess everything you're used to saying freely. Yeah. Yeah. And so go ahead. So it's it's back to the idea of tying off the second mm -hmm. chakra then, right? Right. That can be a really important part. It's not the only part because there's other things you can do with this too. And, and, um, but I wanted to cover that first because that's normally the first thing that you need to be aware of is what you're receiving from other people's second chakras. Okay. Now, the other thing you can do is when that energy comes in and you feel the discomfort, that's when you stop, you excuse yourself, 
and or you say, hey, I need a minute, um, give me just you know 30 seconds to think or however long it takes you. And you go into the sense of what you feel and you change it within yourself. So that, that feeling of discomfort or that you can't be vulnerable or that you can't reveal yourself because that's again what you're receiving from someone else. When you get it from them, if you heal it in yourself, you heal it in others. So you take that feeling and instead of getting deeper into that feeling, you take that feeling and you elevate it. And now, when you elevate it, it becomes the feeling of who you are, the freedom that you have, the passion and, and experiences that you want to open to. And that's what raises through your body into your heart chakra, into your fourth chakra. And then that's what you radiate back to them. And now, they're going to feel loved and supported when you do that. Yes. Right. The, so, mm-hmm. when that happens, because I, I do generally do that. And then what happens when I do that they think I'm mm, providing the like I what's the word um, they see it they see it as outside of themselves and they put it on me that that is now kind of like I don't like my job or ah, so, right they're making you responsible for their ability to feel good yes okay yes that's Yes, yeah, correct. Right. So that t- takes us to the second pattern. So now, oh, I see mine says poor connection again. You might lose me. So now the next thing that happens is when you're receiving that, you do the first, you, you transfer through your own heart chakra by resolving the issue for yourself. And then what you do is you take from your second chakra and you send who you are back to them. Because these are happening simultaneously. Both of the rectangles are happening simultaneously as in um, you're sending and receiving at the same time always now if you're a strong receiver which most empaths and, and people are then they forget to allow their bodies to send and they tend to shut that off and you will feel that in the back of your body a lot of times so you have back aches or you're fading mm. okay let's try the other internet again with the uh, good connection can you repeat the part about empath because that's kind of when it cut out about sending and receiving I think okay so everyone is sending and receiving all the time and you take on like a role in your life whether you prefer to receive and for your safety or you prefer to send for your safety and most empaths will receive for safety versus send which is totally crazy because if you shut off your sending, then the other people don't know what the, what you need and you actually give up part of the balance between the two of you and then they start pressing you or, or pushing in on you trying to get the information. Do you understand? Yeah. So when you're in a group of people and you feel like things are pushing into you, the first thing you want to do then is take your um your core energy you can do it several ways i'm gonna i'm gonna give you two methods one is just the spark of divinity inside your heart and if it's not in your heart because some people displace it by the way some people put it in their third chakra instead of their fourth but just look for the shiniest spot spot of energy in your body and expand that out through your body okay so that's one of the easiest ways and then then this the next way is to take your entire core which is your second third and fourth chakras don't take your fifth because that's not necessary for this. This is just the second, third, and fourth of the, that, that core. And you're going to expand that again to the surface of your skin and, and a little bit further, maybe two inches past your skin. But you don't want to go much further than that because then you're pushing into other people. So you want to just hold your own space and then move a little bit past you 
in order to let them know that they don't have to push anymore. And now, uh, here's another technique too. I'm gonna just keep giving you a bunch of techniques and if you have questions about the mask. So another thing is when people start pressing in on you or making you responsible for something, you don't look at them anymore or you don't focus on them directly anymore and you put a spot somewhere else in the room and you put your energy and your focus there. So it would be like when you, oh, Mystic, do you have something to say? This is so right on. Um, managing energy when it comes to eye contact or eye gazing and managing energy when it comes to your voice and what you're willing to uh, exchange verbally. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think you're nailing it. These are so important for empaths, for people who would move light, you know, from themselves to the next to the next being right right that and that's the, the like the responsibility phoenix was talking about how people think she's now responsible for their happiness and their joy because she's worked with her heart that way and yes. so taking and in, in having a different tool in your box makes it easier for you to move on to the next thing so if you put a spot outside of you and you and you encourage the other person's attention to go to that spot so like you can look at somewhere in the room and you can gaze at it and then they'll look at it too. And immediately that disconnects them from pushing in on you. Their attention goes to that spot. Whenever you have somebody who's too intense, that's the best way to move the energy off of you so that you can then still enjoy them or be part of their experience without having to be overcome with their experience. Okay, question. Mm -hmm. most, of, most of my interactions are, are currently uh, through text. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I interact with my roommate. She's great. She's, she's great. But this is all through texting. All right, so I have something else to say about that. Okay. When you're texting, you're leaning more inside of yourself, which draws them closer to you as well. Now think about it. Are you, like, when you're relaxed and laying down and, and you're holding your phone and you're writing a text, I have poor connection again. Okay. Think about where are you feeling yourself? There's one other thing about that. Um, the person will hear the intonation they want to hear, and they will read and reread and reread, and the obsession will become just to know the words you texted, and it can really get stuck there. True. So, I'm definitely more in myself. I, I'm I, when I'm texting yes 100% and yes I do get uh, Mystic is right as far as like what starts to happen is now I start to get text after text well what did you mean by that word what did you mean when you said that and and to me it just feels like I'm talking or texting right mm -hmm. so now I get uh, um text after text you know in the middle of the night with somebody breaking down like this a sentence and i'm like what is happening right now does this you understand that? i do i do and Thank you God. Know, it's so funny because i hadn't thought about this in so many years when i first oh slab go ahead oh i was just gonna say one of the things i've had to do is with texting if somebody's going to pick apart my words like they're dissecting me, 
I've had to tell them, you need to take this text in the, you, what I say in the best possible way. And if they can't manage to do that, then I don't text anymore. Oh, so you like just if, required if them to talk to you instead? Well, decide they want to end that relationship. You know, it depends on who it is. But I'm like, you, you, you really need to take it in the best possible way because picking apart my words isn't who I am. Like, I don't do that to other people. I try, if you say, um, I don't like blue dresses and I happen to be wearing a blue dress. I don't turn it around and say, you hate me because I'm wearing a blue dress. <laughs> and I know people who do that in text and it, it makes me kind of crazy. And so I've had to do that where I've had to say, if you can't take it in the best possible way, because you know who I am, then we can't communicate through text. Right. I don't know. That's my thing. Not that's not for everybody, but that's what I've had to do to kind of protect myself. And it also has helped me when I've taken things in the most negative way that somebody else has said. And I've had to say, wait a minute. How do I take that in the best possible way? Because I know who that person is. And I know they probably didn't mean to be hurtful or hateful or something the way I took it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I didn't... That's probably not for everybody, but... Oh, well, I agree with you. If if somebody can't see me as coming from love, then I yeah. I will work with them for a bit. But I, you know, there's there does become a point where I'm like, okay, this isn't working out. Let's find another form of communication or perhaps right. take a break for a bit. Or, right. again, I'm, I'm trying to get people to see me for me instead of who they think I am. That's another important part of communication is seeing the person as they believe they are even if they don't come across that way. Right. I've had to remind myself or also my friends, whatever tone, it, I can say the words, but the tone and inflection is on you. Yeah, true that. So if, if you take it, if you put your tone and inflection on my words, then you're not hearing what I'm saying. Right. So that's a really good thing to keep in, in mind when people are willing to talk to you directly about it and you can actually express yourself that way, but it's not always yeah. comfortable or convenient for every relationship. Right, right. And what I'm, what I'm getting at is it's the opposite. I can text and they take it not as bad, but as magical. <laughs> Or something that is beyond what I'm actually saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right now, yeah, that's the page I'm on, y'all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to have bad. normal ass conversations, and they're like, it's like people are falling in love. <laughs> I'm just trying to make some friends. Right. Oh, so yeah. you're you're in what I call the candy phase, where you're so sweet, everybody wants a taste of you. <laughs> Uh, there's really there's very little you can do about that other than set your boundaries so i remember when i was this i was so sweet and everybody thought i was their stick of candy and i mean it was just like i could have had a hundred relationships in a day it was so easy because everybody was like so attracted to the sweetness that they were experiencing 
And I had to just set boundaries. I used, I mean, the amount of people that are like, oh, I'm in love with you and, and I want to date you or, oh, I'm in love with you and I just need you to be in my life. I had to set those boundaries that, uh, you know, I understand you're feeling that way. And again, it's not, it's not what I'm feeling. I'm just, this is my everyday life. I feel you the same way I feel every other person. And I'm glad that you, you're realizing that life can offer you more, but it's not necessarily going to come from our relationship because I'm looking for friendship. And that was what I would say over and over is I'm looking for friendship. And it's, it doesn't diminish the amount of love I can feel for you. It just means that I have boundaries. And those boundaries for me were always, um, I'm willing to hug you. That's all you're going to get from me. And I'm willing to spend time with you when I have time available, but I'm not going out of my way. So don't get your feelings hurt if it takes me three days to respond because I'm a busy person. So, you know, guidelines like that so that they didn't take it as, oh, you're my best friend and you didn't, you didn't call me when you knew I was in pain, that kind of thing. I was not going to take on that from other people. That makes sense. Yeah, I have a lot to sort of learn to navigate, I think. But what I also know happened in that time in my life is the group of people that I knew, many of them fell away. Okay. And that, and I found this to be common because what they were used to getting from me before was I was an overgiver and I would drop everything to help somebody. And then when I realized I was killing myself by being that, everybody who was my friend because they needed an overgiver in their lives, well, they just started to stop calling and they stopped showing up and they quit asking because they would ask me for something and I would put my boundary up that, oh, no, I can't do that for you. Um, hey, maybe next week, if you if you can wait that long, I can get around to that or we can do that together. But it was no more of this, I'm doing everything for everybody all the time. It became, oh, I'm scheduling my life to be convenient and comfortable for me. I'm not going to spend eight hours a day giving to others. I'm only, I'm only going to lot for two. And so that's why that started happening is I, I didn't have to maintain the responsibility for everybody anymore. And oh, that's, that's it, right? You're, you have, you have habitually taken responsibility for other people's stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. How did you feel? What were your, your feelings or emotions when you were setting those boundaries? Um, I was desperate actually. And that's why it's funny. You used the word desperation before is I was desperate to be well. And um, my multiple sclerosis symptoms would overcome me and I would end up in bed if I didn't hold those boundaries. So for me, I didn't have a choice. So it was really easy for me to choose the boundaries over the other person's needs. Okay. So okay. if you really want the growth that you're experiencing to continue without it diminishing or being set backwards, then that's what you stay focused on. You know, this is what I want. I wanted to be well. I wanted to be healthy. Okay. Well and healthy and because it affects my mental health and mm -hmm. and it triggers uh, uh, those uh, self like where I want to beat myself up, where I internalize and want to beat myself up. So that's my kind of illness. Like, mm -hmm. is that mental health part? Right. And I can't afford that. Like, you can't afford to be overcome, you know, at the, you know, what you were going through. Right. To be able to, to be in bed and not be able to stand up and get myself to the bathroom and brush my teeth or anything, Ex right? That's exactly <laughs> right because that's what it does for me. But I, mental health yes. does the same thing. It, it keeps you in a place of being un, unable to, to motivate or feel like you're, like you have the capability of living a life. Yeah. Right. That's so it's, what it's, 
Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's the same on whether it's mental, physical, emotional. It's going to be the same result where you're going to suddenly feel like everything was easy and now it's hard again. Yeah. Yep. So this, this, when I was going through what you're going through, I was actually having to meditate three hours a day, which I, when I look back, I just think, wow, I can't believe I did that. But I couldn't, I was growing and changing very rapidly and the meditation was the only thing that kept me in that state and so every everyone else was was a drag on my energy and I don't mean that they, I was not happy to be around them I mean I loved everybody still but I noticed that if I didn't then I couldn't feel myself and and so that became a priority okay when you meditated were you doing just like the simple uh being aware of your breath or were you going like <laughs> way far out there like I you know you know what I'm saying <laughs> I do um during that time a lot of my meditations I went to what I call the black mountains and the black mountains were um three three black mountains next to each other and I was going into the canyon of the middle one that has a sand floor and in that sand floor, I was educating people on healing because if I kept healing myself and I did wellness with others, then it was being observed. And if it was observed, then then it was helping more than just me. So that, that was one of the things I was doing during that time. But before I got to that level, which I think is, is more appropriate, is I had multiple types of meditation. I had the kind where I focused on, you know, just feeling my body and following the feelings. That's... The easiest one, because you can do that anywhere at any time, and you I mean, you can do it while you're driving a car. You can do it while you're walking down the street. It doesn't have to be silent and still, and, and the more you become aware of feeling your body and, and wherever a pressure is or wherever um, an emotion seems to be in the body, the more you, you'll start to understand the flow of energy in your body. So that's a really good one to do, again, because it takes minimal attention. It, um, it's, it's probably easiest when you have a habitual behavior. So like when I was washing dishes, I would notice the pain in my back more than any other time in the day. And I always thought, the dishes make my back hurt? This is so weird. That's what I, yeah, that's what I think. I'm like, God, these dishes are hurting my back. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> Weird, yeah. So it's because you're doing something so habitual that you, you're, not, you're not using a certain part of your brain and therefore okay. your thoughts are no longer in your way and you can feel yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm over here laughing because I'm doing dishes. <laughs> Don't you love it? <laughs> so... That, that's one of the ways. Then we also have what, um, contemplation. And contemplation is a very important part of all this too. So when something happens and you have that experience of, I didn't feel like myself and I didn't feel good. So what you're going to do is you're going to watch the story again as a third party observer. And this is so very important. Because when you're the first party or even the second party, now I'll explain that. So the first party is when you're yourself in the experience. The second party is when you're your friend in the experience. And the third party is when you're standing outside looking at them as if you don't know them at all. And when you go through and you contemplate an experience as a third party observer, it becomes more about what like Slab was saying about her conversations with other people. It's I'm looking at this person through the connotation of my own words. And if I take my connotation off, now how do they appear how did they mean to be heard without me carrying my baggage or my thoughts 
and I want to truly see that person. And that's really important because as you become more and more of yourself, you have to let go of the baggage that you use to judge and identify others. And that's why the contemplation will help you let go of that because it'll also break the responsibility you feel when you see certain behaviors in others. Okay. Okay. Because I, I definitely want to be able to do that partly also because my tendency in the past is when it gets to the point where like maybe it got today or last night, I'll, I'll just, I, I still want to like people. I don't want to constantly block people. Right. Out of my life. I want to learn to like actually, you know, be, have, you know, have, so have friends. Right. <laughs> so here, let's go back to the part where you were saying that, you know, you're just having a casual conversation and they're going so deep and they're being so loving. Cause I remember that. And I would tell people, oh, I wasn't even going that there with that. That is so cool that you found that in yourself. See, I'm giving the power back to them because they're assigning it to me. And I'm saying, wow, I never even thought of that. That's so interesting that you, that that's what that inspired for you. Look at you go, you know, again, throw it back into them instead of accepting the responsibility. At first, in the beginning, I accepted it because I was like, oh, this is cool. I didn't know I was doing that. (laughs) And then, and then I gave it back to people because I'm like, well, I really wasn't doing that. And then another thing is when somebody has like this deep desire or love for you, say, wow, I know what that feels like. I have that and then give an example back without saying, I'm accepting your love, saying, I have that for such and such. I have that experience when I talk to people about this topic. So again, giving it back to them and making them responsible for it instead of saying it has anything to do with who you are. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Mystic was talking... She was like talking about that too, in, with different words, but exactly the same thing that you're talking about too. Mm-hmm. So that that makes a lot of sense to phrase it like that. Yeah, I have it's it's phrasing things that I've that I was struggling with. Now here's another oh. reason we. Oh, go ahead, Mystic. One of the things I suggested is if somebody is catching a spiritual vibe and wants to. Uh, focus on that more than you're available for give them a topic or suggest something and say you know why don't you read such and such a page and let's talk about it later because that puts it back on them their spiritual exploration is back in their ballpark and you don't have to attend to it you don't have to babysit that nice Yep. Let's see. What chewing. <laughs> Let's see. There's something else. What was it? Um, okay. So another thing is when we start to realize we're changing, we still have all of these old patterns. Because you were talking about the phrasing. You have to realize how to speak the new truth without certain vibrational experiences. Because in the, in the past... We tend to have little manipulations in everything that we do. Whether we intend it or not, it's what we learn. It's how we grow. And we have to start releasing those parts of the way we communicate as well. So I may say something, not intend for it to be anything in that moment because I don't have that connection anymore. But in the past, I did. And so my vibrational experience still inspires others from my past. And I want to be in this moment. So I start looking at the way I speak to others and what that 
what that used to mean to me if I said it a certain way. And then I can work on, okay, what does it mean to me today? And instill that in myself again, because the more we keep bringing it back to who we are today, the more we break the past away and let go of it. Okay. I think I understand what you're saying. Cause I felt like, I felt like earlier today, like pieces of me were breaking away. Like after all of this happened and I'm sitting, you know, sitting there or trying to go about my day and I'm having so you know, I'm being challenged by just like getting out of bed, getting mm-hmm. food, stuff like that. It felt like at the same time, these like shards of myself were like falling off of my body. Mm-hmm. And I got kind of sad about it. But I it, I'm, I think it was just like the parts of myself that I'm shedding. Basically. Right. So you could be also going through the mourning process because we love who we are. Yeah. And then as we let go of pieces it's you're mourning the death of that part of your experience oh god that sounds so right and definitely go through that that feeling of mourning because if you if you deny it or you try not to it's gonna it's gonna pile up on you and it's gonna be much harder later on and you end up going through what we call ripping so if you can go through it without the ripping that's best okay i was wondering because it felt like grief Mm -hmm. and so it's okay, and it, this might sound like a really dumb question, but, like, oh, out of all the things that I've, like, experienced in my life, it's like when you know certain truths, then grief almost becomes, like, uh, sometimes not necessary. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why do I feel like I'm grieving? Is this one of those things that I'm making up, or is it mm-hmm. actually necessary for me to feel this? I think it's necessary, but you can also do it through a com- com- uh, through a meditative or a contemplation state so that you are aware of what it is you're grieving, and then it won't feel as deep. But the okay. other side of that is, if it doesn't feel as deep, then you're still going to have parts of it trapped in your body. So either side of it. If it starts to feel too heavy, then go into contemplation of, all right, so what is it that's leaving me? Why do I have this sadness? And... And just sit there and wait for the answer. And if nothing comes, don't worry, because you open the space for it either way. It's going to be it's going to be a productive experience. So if something does come to you, you may have a memory that pops up into your head. And then just again, contemplate that memory as a third party. Like, what you know, what am I seeing here? What did I see at that moment? And what do I see different now? So those are different methods that can help you get through this with with more understanding and less need to to stay in the feeling of grief. Gotcha. So those pieces falling away is like natural or, you know, or mm-hmm. normal, I guess. Okay. Right. And a lot of people will say, oh, you have this entity in you and let me clear this entity from you. But, yeah. you know, and you right. can you can see it as as something like that. Like you can see it as a bird walking away. You can see it as pulling an arrow out of your chest. I mean, you can name it anything you want, but it all turns around to be the same, that it's an energy pattern or experience that is no longer needed. And it can be very sad that it has to leave. So here's another step of that is when you feel the grief, say, oh, I know, I understand. We had, I appreciate all all of the generous stuff that you gave to my life. Because think about it. You can remember times that you were in pain, that it was actually a good feeling, right? Oops, hold on. Is my hour up? 
I've got a cut out to Phoenix, Christine. I'll okay. talk with you guys later. Awesome. Okay. It's great to talk oh. to you, Mystic. Yeah, thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hang on one second, Phoenix. What's up? Okay. Hold on. Uh, maybe five more minutes. Okay. I got about five more minutes, Phoenix. Okay. So with this last part is when I would have something that was leaving and I would, and I would feel this sadness, if I gave it, and I recognized it more in clients than myself, so I started with other people before I learned to do it best with myself. But what I would do is it was sad to leave me because it thought I still needed it. See? Oh, yeah. So that could be another thing. As you're feeling the pieces leave, if you're feeling all that sadness, it thinks that it's deserting you at the at the time of your greatest need. So yeah. if you if you just hold it for a moment and say, I'm so thankful for what you've brought to my life. Every experience was um, great joy. You know, that's how I would personally say it. But you find the words that work for you. I'd say every experience was great joy. And it was so exciting to have your support through those desperate moments. But I'm I'm with I don't have that need anymore, and so you're the, this doesn't fit with me anymore, and it's okay for it to leave. Okay. And I'm gonna yeah. give you even a deeper insight into what's actually happening with that. There's yeah. energy in the ether that floats around that has its own identity, and when you need support, that comes to you, and it becomes part of who you are, and it's yours until you let go of it, and we forget because we've never been taught that we need to let go of these things. So we, as we um, level up or elevate ourselves or however you want to name it, as we do that, these pieces don't belong in our bodies and they actually create pressure and they end up getting pushed out on our good days and they can bring us down because they're hovering outside of us waiting to get back in on our bad days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if in the moments that we're having a good day, we can find those pieces and say, gosh, thank you so much. It's been such a blessing to have you in my life. And, you know, and for me, another thing that would help on the, with ones that were hard to leave is if I just imagined holding them in my hands and giving them a kiss and then opening my hands up for them to leave, that helped my subconscious release more of the parts that I no longer needed. And then another part of this too, the last part that you might be experiencing is when somebody dies and they don't cross, they don't cross in a healthy way, shards of themselves, because we, when we break, we, we create shards and shards yeah. of themselves can then come to us when we're in need. And because they can't find their original being, their beingness, right? Now they become your responsibility. And so you can take those shards and again, you can say, I really appreciate that you were here with me and I no longer have a need for you. So I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you home. And that's when you send them up through your, your crown chakra and back to divine energy. Oh, wow. So instead of, okay. instead of the, cause if you're feeling the heavy grief, it could be a shard that you're sloughing off that will now be lost again. But if you send yeah. it up through you and back to the divine energy to source, then it gets to go home. And it won't have it won't be here to impact another person who doesn't actually need that either. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. No wonder I, I was so confused by all of this. I didn't yeah. It was like a roller coaster, an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> well Whoa. I hope some of these help. Awesome. Thank you. Certainly. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, you have a good day. Okay, you too. Bye. All right, bye, Christine.